You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. All but one county in the listening area ended 2022 with unemployment rates more than a half point below where they were a year ago. This morning, Iowa Workforce Development released the county-by-county unemployment figures for December. Audubon County recorded the lowest rate in the region at 1.9%, a half-point decrease from November, and 0.8 points lower than in 2021. Carolyn Green Counties followed close behind at 2%, about 0.2 points lower than the prior month. Sac County recorded a 2.4% unemployment rate unchanged from November, while Calhoun saw a 0.1-point decrease to 2.7%. Guthrie County climbed 0.2 points to 3.1%. Crawford County saw a significant spike in unemployment in December, jumping to 6.1% from 3.3% the previous month. Audubon and Greene County saw the most improvement over the year with a 0.8-point reduction in unemployment. Crawford County was the only county to see an increase from December 2021 to December 2022. Iowa's unemployment rate for December stood at 3.1%, and the national rate was 3.5%. A link to the Iowa Workforce Development's full data set is included with this story on our website. It's been over 18 months since the City of Carroll implemented its Rental Housing Inspection Ordinance, and Compliance Officer Rick Pugh says most landlords are actively working with the city to bring their units up to code. Pugh updated the council during last night's meeting. He says inspections began in June 2021. So as of today, we have 514 registered rental properties here in the city. I have inspected 279 of those properties, and that is about 54% of the registered properties. I broke it down a little bit more. 72% of those properties are single-family homes, 10% are duplexes, 18% are apartment buildings, According to Pew, most out-of-code items are easy for landlords to fix, such as missing smoke and carbon monoxide detectors or GFCI outlets. Nearly all of them are corrected within the allotted 30-day window after notice is sent. However, Pew says there are still close to two dozen rental properties that are out of compliance. The 279 that I've inspected, got 23 properties that have not complied with correcting their deficiencies. Some of those are because they are in dire need of repair and the landlords are having issues taking care of some of those things. Others are because it's just a planned years in advance that way. Like if the roof needs replaced, they are well aware of that. So one year they'll do siding, one year they'll do roofs and then so on and so forth. So it's not necessarily they are actively going against the rental code. It's just that they have a method, a business plan essentially. Pew adds he actively works with landlords that have a maintenance plan in place to ensure those properties are updated in a timely and reasonable manner. Pew says that's not the case for all properties. Initially, when I started the program, I had organized everything that we had registered into a spreadsheet. So initially, I was just going down my spreadsheet, and if somebody didn't call me back or whatever, then I just moved on to the next one because in my head, I was like, well, I've got three years to do this. I'll just circle back around. So now that I've got quite a few done, there are people that have not responded. So I continually, at least once a month, try to contact them. 
Several council members noted a significant portion of Pew's time is spent dealing with a handful of landlords, one of them being Fairview Villages. Currently, three of its five buildings are out of compliance, and the owners have been slow to respond to the city city's code requirements. The initial and first follow-up inspections come at no charge from the city, but it increases to $50 for subsequent assessments. The city has not been charging for those inspections yet, and Mayor Mark Beardmore says it is time to include inspection fees to encourage compliance. It sounds to me, just by your 15-minute discussion here, that they're monopolizing your time. And if, and if so, then they need to pay for the service. And unless anybody disagrees, I, I think we've got to be a little bit more forthright. And I think a lot of it was the very foundational purpose of why this was created. The council directed Pew to utilize the rental inspection fee where applicable and pursue other routes, including administrative warrants, to ensure landlords comply with the city's rental housing inspection ordinance. And we are going to be stepping away here for just a moment more on the uh, School Choice uh, Act that was passed last night by the Iowa House and Senate uh, coming up here in the second half of your KCIM Noon News. How do you kick off the new year the right way? Well, $10,000 ought to be a good place to start. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel is giving one lucky winner $10,000 cash Friday, January 27th. It's the final Friday of the month, and we want to put $10,000 cash in your pocket. Now that's the start of a happy new year. See Club Wild for details and get in on the winning only at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Jefferson. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Champion Ford's new vehicle inventory is growing. Now is the time to get that new truck or SUV you've been waiting for. Don't pay high interest. Get 0% on most new 2022 Fords. Choose from Escapes, Edges, Explorers, and F-150s in stock and ready to take home today. 2023 models are coming in, and the 2022s are ready to go. Don't wait. These won't last long. As always, get free oil changes for life. Carroll's local Ford dealer, Champion Ford, where everybody wins. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority announced Friday they had selected a Carroll-based youth mental health startup, Classroom Clinic, to receive a $100,000 demonstration fund loan to help expand their business model. The company was started in 2019 by Sue Galing, a psychiatric nurse practitioner from Carroll, to increase access to student mental health resources, particularly in rural districts where that type of service can be challenging to find. The Classroom Clinic provides convenient and timely access to licensed professionals via telehealth and a team-based model, meaning providers and school staff are involved in the process from start to finish. Currently, the company serves a handful of school districts in Iowa but is poised to expand further. The IEDA demonstration loan will help Classroom Clinic fund market planning activities, broaden its client base, and add to its staff. Most Republicans in the Iowa legislature have voted for Governor Kim Reynolds' top 2023 priority. That's a bill that will provide state-funded accounts for the parents of private school students. Reynolds plans to sign it into law today, and that was scheduled for 11 o'clock this morning at the Capitol. Republican Representative John Wills of Spirit Lake opened yesterday's House debate by saying that bill was all about freedom. The parents and the child are customers in this, in this scenario. They deserve a choice on where their child goes. If a current public school isn't working for a child and those parents want to have a choice, 
That's what this bill is all about. Democrats like Representative Sue Cahill of Marshalltown say the choice is up to private school administrators since nothing requires private schools to accept all students. Private schools can select the students they want to attend and use what I consider discriminatory practices to do so. After five and a half hours of debate, the bill cleared the House on a 55 to 45 vote. Senators debated in earnest for about three hours, passing the bill just before 12.30 a.m. early this morning on a 31 to 18 vote. Representative Stephen Holtz, a Republican from Denison, says state funds will now follow a child to the school that best fits their needs. If we are to improve education, it is past time to fund our students, not the education establishment. We can support public education and public teachers while also embracing positive change. Representative Thomas Moore of Griswold opposed the governor's previous two less expansive school choice proposals, and he's one of nine House Republicans who voted against this year's proposal. Came down very simply, my constituents, I'm in a very Republican, very conservative district, and uh, they were telling me no. District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden also voted no on the legislation. Prior to the session's start, he indicated he was unlikely to support the governor's plan due to the impact it would have on small rural schools. In the first year, low-income parents who enroll a child in a private school could apply for nearly $7,600 in state funding to cover tuition, computers, textbooks, and tutoring. In 2026, all private school parents could apply for the state money. Representative Austin Baith, a Democrat from Des Moines, says an estimated 79% of the money will be spent on kids already enrolled in private schools. What this really is, is a government handout. A government handout to people who don't need it. Wills says if Iowans didn't want school choice, they would not have expanded the Republican majorities in the legislature and would not have re-elected Governor Reynolds by a 19-point margin. And Manning Regional Healthcare Center is excited to announce the launch of a new online information hub for patients next month. MRHC is partnering with St. Anthony Regional Hospital in Carroll to introduce the Meditech MyEChart at their facility. Once implemented, the system will allow patients to quickly and securely view their medical records, communicate with their care team, schedule appointments, pay bills, and more. MRHC CEO Lynn Block says we recognize that our patients' time is valuable. The new patient portal allows patients to easily access their personal health information online wherever and whenever they want. Block says MRHC's partnership with St. Anthony, which has been using MyEChart for several years, will facilitate staff training in Manning and allow the two hospitals to communicate information on shared patients seamlessly. MRHC plans to go live with MyEChart on February 15th, and accounts can be set up following their next visit with the provider. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Noon News for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.